Welcome to Full Body Frequency. I'm Laura Rice, cultural curator, fashion designer, and your guide through the Full Body Frequency experience. Full Body Frequency is the one-hour weekly show that celebrates everything full-bodied and fabulous. We explore the truths and explode the myths about the lives and loves of plus-size women. Since our lives don't depend on how others see us, neither does this show. The only cute guy just left. All that's left is the fatties and the baldies. Charlotte could only hope that one of the baldies was her baldy. the synagogues and all the cities you had to walk into mine. Harry. How you been? Not good. I miss you. And being away from you just only made it all the more clear how much I love you. Charlotte. Wait. Let me finish. I don't care if you ever marry me. I just want to be with you. I would be lucky to have you. So if you can find some way to forgive me, if you could just call me or just ask me out again. Well, that's not good enough. Charlotte York. Will you marry me? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'll marry you. Oh. I am so coming back next week. Uh-huh. If you're like me, you love a good love story. One of my close friends and college classmates met a man. He's perfect for her. She's perfect for him. Really, they're just perfect for one another. So my crew and I are excited to attend our friend's wedding this fall in New York City. It is in this spirit of excitement and expectation that Full Body Frequency launches a monthly series on relationships. Who better to kick off this series than Shafan Myers, editor-in-chief of Pretty Pear Bride. Pretty Pear Bride is the world's only site solely dedicated to bringing bridal imagery to plus-size brides. It features real weddings, engagements, and styled shoots showcasing bridal attire, fashion ideas, and wedding styling ideas for curvy brides and bridesmaids. She'll be here to talk about Pretty Pear Bride along with two of her other plus-size brands that will launch soon. And joining us a bit later in the show is Lanita Pearson. In less than two months, she'll be walking down that aisle and jumping over that broom into wedded bliss. Lanita's blog, One Curvy Bride, chronicles her upcoming wedding and everything that comes along with it, including the joys, pains, and acceptance of shopping for a wedding dress in a size 20 body. During this quick break, grab a glass of champagne. When we come back... Let's toast to new beginnings in love, curvy style. Stay tuned. Full Body Frequency. We'll be right back. I am done with my mattress. 
That's right. I'm not spending another night on this old bag. My new mattress comes today, and this thing is out of here. Bye-bye, mattress. Yep. Bye-bye, mattress. So says you and about a thousand other people every day. And that's a lot of old mattresses with no place to go. There's the landfill, of course, where they just take up space. But what a waste. Because you could send it to a mattress recycler, where old mattresses get broken down into steel, foam, wood, and fiber that become new steel, carpet padding, home insulation, garden mulch, biomass fuel, locomotive oil filters, and all kinds of other great stuff. So Bye Bye Mattress is right. But don't toss it. Recycle it. It's easy. And it's free. To find a mattress recycler in your area, visit ByeByeMattress.com. Full Body Frequency is back. I'm Laura Rice, future modern minimalist bride. And I'll explain that later. My first guest is Shafan Myers. She is the founder, editor-in-chief, and CEO of Pretty Pair Bride, the world's only magazine for plus-size brides. And she's a certified wedding planner. Shafan Myers, welcome to Full Body Frequency. Well, thank you for having me, Miss Laura. I'm excited. This might be pretty obvious to most plus-size and curvy brides, but why Pretty Pair Bride? <laughs> I always get this about the name, and it's so funny because when I started it, I started the site 2011. When I started it, I had such a hard time trying to find something or a name that embodied what a plus-size or curvy bride was without saying plus-size bride or curvy bride. And I just started kind of tossing around all types of things. I was then kind of thinking about things that were curvy, thinking about things that had curves. Then it kind of went to fruits. And I was like, oh, people do use fruits a lot of times when talking about different body shapes. And then I was like, you know what? Pear shape. I was like, I love it. And it just still kind of had the feel that it was still very elegant. It was nice. It wasn't um, harsh or anything like that, which I found a lot of times when I was looking for names. So it just kind of stuck. And I was like, sure, love it. Let's go with it. All right. So what does Pretty Pear Bride do? Ooh, that's a loaded question. So much <laughs> going on. Well, we initially started off with just being a real wedding inspiration. And the way I always like to think about it is we are the Style Me Pretty for plus size and curvy brides. And Style Me Pretty is one of the first wedding blogs that was out there. And they pretty much just have pretty weddings all day long. So when I first mm -hmm. started, I wanted it to be pretty weddings, but weddings of plus size and curvy brides, because we don't get to see that inspiration. We don't get to see ourselves in bridal inspiration. So that was kind of what I really wanted to do and what I started off doing. And now it's kind of evolved to we'll do engagement sessions. We do boudoir sessions. We're going to add on lifestyle. We're going to be adding on um, pretty pair mama. And so it's kind of turned into almost a whole just hub for plus-size women that are going from being engaged to being married to just living life and then going into motherhood. So it's kind of one of those things that has come full circled from just being weddings to kind of being the whole gamut of any plus-size or curvy woman that's out there and kind of following her along on the journey. 
Now, we first met in 2012 at Full Figure Fashion Week, and immediately, and I think I told you this, like, I was really impressed by the beauty, the quality, and the presentation of Pretty Pair Bride, and most importantly, the way the content successfully met the needs of plus-size brides. And since then, it seems like curvy brides are getting some of the attention they so rightfully deserve. There have been TV shows, Say Yes to the Dress, Big Bliss, Curvy Brides for Weddings, and Big Women, Big Love, etc. But beyond Mm -hmm. seeing more plus-size brides and future brides on TV, are you finding that along with the increased visibility of plus-size women in the media, that there's more focus on our fashion needs as brides? Very much so. I mean, 100%. Because even from when I started out in 2011, there has been a huge transformation to what's available. And I think that's the main thing right now is that we were never afforded the opportunity to have all the availability of wedding gowns that are out there. This was our section. This was our little section that we had, and these were your options. Now you're having full-out salons that are dedicated to us. You're having um, ones that everything is for us. And that, I think, is the best part of what's going Mm -hmm. on right now is that in the fashion industry, they are taking notice that we are here. We do deserve more. We do deserve fashionable. And that's what I'm so excited about. And so um, just rejuvenate it because it really is. Because I'm telling you, in the beginning, it was hard. It was hard to find the inspiration. It was hard to find the stuff out there. Now it's becoming more and more frequent. And I love it. Tell me this. Are plus size and curvy brides actively seeking out the services of those who who cater exclusively to full-body brides, or do we want to be serviced in the same stores as our friends? I think it's kind of the way that, and when I talk to different brides, I think that the majority of the brides want to go to somewhere that caters to them because of the options. But then in the same token, there are still brides that, yes, I want to go and I want to still shop with my other friends that might not be plus size. And I think that's something that's definitely a preference for Mm -hmm. people. But I think that eventually they realize for me to have all the options and for me to have not just this, then I do have to go to somewhere that customizes or specializes in what I need um, as a plus size or curvy bride. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency, and this is Laura Rice. I'm speaking with Shafan Myers, Editor-in-Chief of Pretty Pair Bride, of which one of your recent Real Wedding Brides said, Your website served as a main source of inspiration for our wedding, and so I'm submitting our pictures in appreciation for your help along the way. Even if you don't find a use for the submission, I just want to thank you for supplying a platform for plus-size women to see that it's okay to be a curvy bride and that we deserve to feel beautiful too. You truly made a difference in not just the planning of my wedding, but in how I feel about myself as a woman. Keep doing what you're doing, please. Wow. Mission accomplished. (laughs) I literally (laughs) cried. Those comments always come when you need them. It's like the day that you're just kind of, oh my gosh, what is going on? Am I really doing this? Should I be really doing this? And those are the days that you get them. And it was right on point. It was perfect. I literally cried when I got that. It was I was so happy. 
Okay, so let's jump back into that feeling of of crying and pride. (laughs) How did you feel, not just as a founder, CEO, and editor-in-chief of Pretty Pair Bride, but being a certified wedding planner and having been a plus-size bride? How did all of that play into your feelings? I think the thing is, anywhere along the line in your life, you know what you're destined to do. You know what you're supposed to do. But you literally go out on a limb until you have the confirmation that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That is in wedding planning. That is in being a plus-size bride. That's in anything. And I think that moment, it was confirmation that, yes, it meant something for me to be a plus-size bride and struggle and have all the troubles that I had because it got me to where I was now. It meant something to be a wedding planner and see all of these brides that just struggled and had so many problems that meant something. And I know that I'm supposed to be where I am. It was really that full circle of knowing that this is what I'm meant to be doing, making a change in all of these people's lives. That's what I'm meant to be doing. That's incredible. And I know that all of that influences your editorial content as well, obviously. Yeah, it does. And I think that's the thing is that I have always prided myself, and this is something I've gone back and forth with tons of times, especially with the growth of the website, is not everybody that submits to me is always the highest quality, is always Mm -hmm. the highest quality of pictures, but for me and what I stand for and what we're built on, it's always been that person, regardless of how it is, they still deserve to have a place or an outlet to shine. And that's something that I will say that has been something that I've dealt with, just making sure that I have the highest quality of a website and everything looks amazing is that, that everyone truly does deserve a spot to shine. It really is. I, I, have, I think that that's definitely what the site is built for, and I strive to make sure that that happens. Let's talk a little bit about how folks can shine on your site. How do people (laughs) submit their photos, their stories, their engagements, their weddings, their boudoir shots? How does that work? Well, there's a couple different ways. You can go directly to the website and prettypairbroad.com. And on the top of the website, we have a submissions page. So you just click submissions and it outlines all the different ways that you can do a submission. We also have Instagram, which everyone has right now. And Mm -hmm. if you're on Instagram and you tag us with Pretty Pair Bride, then that comes up in our feed. And we're always every day, all day looking for who's tagged us, what it is, if we want to share it on our feed. And that's a great way for us to share your wedding, your experience, your um, journey on our feed with our other readers. And from there, we can also do a submission through that as well. So, Um, that's something that we get. And we also have it on Facebook. So you can go to our Facebook page. I get submissions there too. I have people shoot me messages on our Facebook page. Um, and then we'll kind of reply back to what they need to do too. So there's all different ways to get in touch with us and let us know about your story. And then we'll direct you where to go from there. So are all the submissions first time submissions? Have they not been seen other places? I mean, what's the rule around that? Yes, we are exclusive meaning that the submission has to come to us and only us. We do have a three-month exclusion process for online and a six-month for print. So if you're featured online, it has to be exclusive for us for three months. And then if you're featured in our magazine, it's exclusive to us for six months. That's cool and fair. So, Siobhan, let's break down some statistics and then some trends. What does the average U.S. wedding cost these days? Oh, shoot. Dang, girl. You're probably looking at maybe 29000 
28 Ooh. to 29,000 maybe. Okay. And that's, like I said, that's average. Mm-hmm. That means that you're going to have below average and you're going to have over. But when you're looking at average, it usually fits, I'd, I'd maybe even do 28 to 30, like kind of a 2,000 range that you fall in. But yeah, that's about the average. It's scary. I can't get married right now. <laughs> I can't get married again. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> so you've just shared some wonderful information and beautiful photos and video footage on Wedding Moon at Sandals at Royal Bohemian Resort. What does the average destination wedding cost? If the average U.S. wedding is about 29000 what are we looking at for oh. destination? See, I think that the thing that you get into with a destination wedding is that there's so many variables. Because if I'm having a destination wedding right now, I am not obligated to pay for anything other than the actual wedding at that destination. I am not obligated to pay for your flight there. I'm not necessarily obligated to pay for your room and board that's at wherever the destination is. So that's where you kind of get a little play in it. Because Mm. a lot of these places like a sandals they have packages where you can get the actual wedding itself for let's say ten thousand dollars but wow. that's not including any room for anyone else okay that would include let's say your stay at the resort couple meaning bride and groom mm-hmm. and the actual reception that's at the resort but that doesn't include anything else, you know, like let's say your mom and dad are coming, you're not having to, I mean, if you don't choose to pay for them to stay, if you don't choose to pay for their airfare, you don't have to. So yes, okay. destination weddings can be a budget friendly route to go, but it just depends on what you want to pay. Because I have seen some that have a destination wedding and pay for all that, meaning that they're paying for people's stay there. They're paying for people's flights there, which that automatically is going to drive up the price aside from just the wedding on the resort. Destination weddings, when you're doing at a resort, it's variable depending on what you actually want to pay for over and above what you're required to pay for for a destination wedding. Yeah, I but yeah, they can like get that. pricey too. <laughs> I know. And, and that's the thing. I've seen it, but I have not seen it often, if I can be completely honest. Because I've gotten invites to ones where we want to invite you to our, you know, our wedding, our vow renewal, but this is what we're paying for. This is what you're required to pay for. You can go ahead and book your room however you like to. You can go ahead and do your flight however you like to, but we're only paying for the actual wedding and reception that's going to be there. That's fair. Yeah, it is. And I mean, like you said, yes, I would love to have me some friends that are like, oh, don't you worry, you just show up. Yes. But exactly. <laughs> we'll even fly you business class. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back down to reality right now. But based <laughs> on a bride and groom's budget and timeline, what are the three top factors that they really need to consider when planning their wedding? Oh, good question. You've been doing some research. Hey. Okay. So. <laughs> When we're thinking budget-wise and timing, the three main things that I always tell people to consider, number one is time of year because time of year is key when you're planning a wedding and you're thinking about budget because it's going to be cheaper in, let's say, your winter and your late fall as opposed to your summer and early spring. So that's one thing as well as the number for your guests. Because if you already know, on my side of the family, I have 150 on my soon-to-be 
spouse's side, they have 150. You're looking at 300 people that mm-hmm. are now going to be at your wedding. Those 300 people then have to all be fed and they have to have drinks. So all that comes in factor. And I tell people if there's one place that you want to look at, if you've already picked your date, you've already picked all that, one place that you want to look at to cut a budget is going to be your count. Automatically, you can get rid of so much in a budget if you cut that number down, which is hard, which is something that people don't want to do, but that's an immediate cost saver because you have already knocked out thousands of dollars depending on how much you were paying based on that number of people that are coming. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then I think third, I know it is, it is. Third, I'd probably say just some of the extra frills. I think a lot of people go crazy in different areas that they don't need to if they're trying to look at budget. Some of the extras, I love a good photo booth. But is it required? No. Is it necessarily? No. You know, it's some of those extra things that you're like, okay, let's look at what we're doing. Also, open bar. I'm going to be completely honest. That is another cost saver, depending on what you and your spouse like. That's a huge cost savings, too. Instead of doing open bar for four hours, you could do open bar for an hour. Or you can do open bar for two hours and then have it be cash. Or you can do signature drinks, beer and wine. There's so many different variables, but that alcohol can be a huge cost as well. So that's something that you can finagle with a little bit if you're looking to bring a cost down of something. Okay. So if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency. This is Laura Rice. And my guest this segment is Siobhan Myers, editor-in-chief of Pretty Pear Bride. You just mentioned what I think is the all-important photo booth (laughs) as a budget buster. But (laughs) let's say we have the budget. And let's just talk a little bit about trends real quick. This is a little bit of my fantasy. In addition to food trucks and the all-important photo booth, are there non-religious rituals, traditional or contemporary, or what are the top U.S. wedding trends? I think right now, and it's kind of been probably on like its second year, right now I think it's a huge influx of personalization to where I got married 12 years ago. When I got married, it was very traditional. You did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. It was pretty much everybody followed the same form. Everybody followed the same process. They all had the same types of things, different colors, different things like that, but it was still basically the same thing. Now you have a huge influx of personalization, customization, where every couple wants to be unique. Every couple wants to do something different. They want to infuse personality of themselves into the wedding. And that is something that I love so, so much because it really makes it to where every single wedding is unique and you're going to go to a wedding and you're going to walk away and be like, I was at Chiffon and Jimmy's wedding and I knew I was at Chiffon and Jimmy's wedding because I know that they love bourbon and they had a bourbon tasting bar. And I knew that they love, it's like everything about the couple is becoming so personal. And that's the part that I love. That's the part that I'm seeing, and it's so genuine, and you just truly walk away from weddings now feeling like I was at that person's wedding, and I knew I was because it had all the flavors and all the things that they like. So that's something I'm really, really excited about seeing, and I've been seeing that probably about a year and a half now, and I, I like it a lot. 
Okay, cool. So I know by the time I get married, photo booths will be passe. So I can just cross that off my list right now. So, okay, and it's that's not, what I'm going to do. It's not passe. No, it's just be, be original with the photo booth. You know, have like a sign that you made yourself as a backdrop and props that you did yourself. And people are literally just taking pictures on their iPhone and posting them to an online server where you, everybody can see the image, like stuff like that. Like that's kind of how you make it personal and you do it on your own and you just make it unique. Okay, so next level. I'm taking it next level, y'all. Yes. Taking it next level. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry if you live outside of the U.S. We got you. We'll discuss bridal and cultural wedding traditions and trends throughout the world during future episodes of Full Body Frequency. Now, Shafan, before we go to break, give us a sneak preview of your soon-to-be-launch traveling bridal show. Oh, yes, yes. I've been wanting to do it for a while. But what it'll be, it's just going to be a bridal show that's specific to curvy and plus-size brides. And it's going to be to where you can actually see all the designs from some of the, these, these designers that you'd have to actually go into a store to see. So it's going to be a show that will travel from city to city to where you actually get to see a lot of the designs and designers that you would have to go to a store to see where you could see it in your hometown that doesn't necessarily have a store that you can see or buy it at. So I'm super excited all plus size, all curvy stuff. And it's kind of kind of alleviate a lot of the problems that I've been seeing where I'm going to a bridal show, but there's nothing curvy there. There's no designs. There's no dresses for me as a curvy bride. So I'm super excited about it. I'm really excited for you. And I'm going to say big congratulations because I know that talking to you last year, that was something that you really had a desire in your heart to do. So it's wonderful. This is wonderful. So after this break, Shafan Myers and I will be joined by bride-to-be, Lenita Pearson, the founder of One Curvy Bride. We'll be right back. What did the ring look like? Well, that's the other thing. The ring was not good. What do you mean? It was a pear-shaped diamond oh. with a gold band. Oh, ick! No wonder you threw up. It's just not me. You wear gold jewelry? Yeah, like ghetto gold for fun, but this is my engagement ring. I helped pick the ring. You knew about this? Aiden wanted a female perspective, and P.S., I was a pregnant woman shopping for a ring with a man who wasn't the baby's father. It's not exactly my dream scenario. At least you're pregnant. Are you going to yell at me every time I mention it? Because we've got another seven months to go. I'll just say, I'm not ready to get engaged yet, but I love you, and I want to live with you. How does that sound? Like a no. But it's a yes to living together. That's a big deal. You know, that's a first for me. Don't I get a little credit for that? Just try to be nice, because down the road, you might want to marry him. I'm going to have to act surprised. I wonder when it's going to happen. Do you know when he's going to do it? No. And you're on your own. I am no longer involved. Oh, Now you're not involved. Now that I'm stuck with the bad ring. See, that's a nice ring. Aiden should have known that that ring wasn't me. How can I marry a guy who doesn't know which ring is me? Exactly, honey. Wrong ring, wrong guy. Hi. Hello. Ladies. My friend Miranda here is getting married, so we're looking for something special, and we're in kind of a hurry. And uh, for Carrie here, we were thinking of something with um, a lot of bows, very frilly and poofy. We want her to look like a giant cupcake. 
I'm sorry. Uh, which one of you is getting married? Oh, we both are. We do everything together. And right now, Miranda has everything but the gown and the groom. Whoops. <laughs> okay. Is this a lesbian wedding? Oh, no, 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 no. It's very straight-laced, conservative crowd. A lot of Wall Street types. <laughs> I'll see what I can find. Come with me. Your rehearsal dinner's gonna rock. Okay. On the count of three. One, two... <laughs> Stop looking at me in this thing. Look at you. Look at yourself. Look, wait. Hold still. You need a veil. You need a veil. Look, 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 look. Oh, I look beautiful. You can't even tell that I'm pregnant in this. The sleeves help balance out the tummy. Don't you think it's kind of fetching? Don't oh you find? Oh, my God. This is too tight. I can't breathe. Can you get it? Can you get it off me? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Um, okay, <sighs> shh. You don't want the woman to come back in here. I'm not kidding. Get it off. I'm burning up. I can't breathe. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. There's a million I buttons can't. back here. Oh, oh, my God. Your back is all oh, red. Just get it off. Just, just, rip, just rip it off. <laughs> oh, my God. What just happened? Joining us now is Lenita Pearson, a bride-to-be in little under two months. Her blog, One Curvy Bride, chronicles her upcoming wedding and everything that comes along with it, including the joys, pains, and acceptance of shopping for a wedding dress in a size 20 body. Lenita, welcome to Full Body Frequency. Hi, thank you for having me. Let's talk about your fiancé, how you met, fell in love, decided that he's the one, what your partnership looks like, and the bonus he's brought into your life. And now that's a lot, but inquiring minds and romantics want to know. <laughs> that is a lot. Oh, gosh, where do I start? Okay, so Jonathan and I went to high school together. He remembered me. I did not remember him. Okay. <laughs> um, to be fair, I'm not sure if he's actually telling the truth about going to high school with me because he's not in my yearbook. My mother searched. We could not find him. <laughs> Outside of that, so you know, Facebook being what it is, we had a bunch of mutual friends. We added each other on Facebook, and he just messaged me one day, and we began talking. I knew that he was the one because I was actually in a place in my life where I had a lot of uh, questions about uh, just religion and spirituality and things of that nature, and they were actually things that um, we sat down and we discussed and he talked through his understanding with me, and he explained things in the Bible to me, and he cross-referenced things that were happening biblically with a historical context. And just having that connection through God and that understanding, that's when I knew he was the one. That, and he's the only other person I've met who likes mint chocolate chip ice cream as much as I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> From that, we grew and we together, um, he has a child. And one of the things for me was it never mattered to me that he had a child. What mattered to me was how he treated his child. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that from the beginning, within our third or fourth date, he did bring me around his child, which told me two things, that he felt as though I was someone who was going to be in his life for a while. And he wanted me to have an understanding that they came together as a package deal. If I was with him, then I was with them. And so the fact 
that he showed me that he had that type of relationship and that type of respect for his child really made me fall in love with him. That is the gist of how we came to be together. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I'm thinking that, yeah, he really didn't go to your high school, but he just liked you so much. (laughs) Yes, that's what I I told him. I was like, we can't find any record. And you know what? But I should take that back. It actually turns out he had a class with my brother, which once again was funny because he remembered my brother, but my brother did not remember him. For some reason, neither one of us remember him from high school. Wow. Okay. (laughs) We're going to watch how this plays out in the next two months before you all jump that broom. Okay. Yeah. So what is his role in your wedding? Um, to show up. He better be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny is I was just having this conversation about how men in general have begun to take a more active role in wedding planning I'm not sure how much I like the active role, but it is really nice that I have someone to bounce opinions off of. I mean, that's more so what he's doing. I've asked him to, like, help me look for centerpieces, and he's like, I don't know where to start. And so really what it's come down to is when I have stuck between a rock and a hard place, I don't know if I want to go with the more blue teal or if I want to go with a more green jade, I bring that to him and I ask him his opinion on what it is that he has a preference for. And so he's sort of like, my final decision maker when I can't decide between A and B. I also put him in charge of certain tasks so that he did feel as though he had an active role in the wedding. So he was the one who was in charge of finding the person who was going to marry us. He was also in charge of picking out the tuxes for his groomsmen. I just gave him a guideline, but I did allow him to decide how it was that he wanted to look and how he wanted his side to look for the wedding. Because one of the things that's really important to me and I think is really important now to current brides is having an understanding that it's not just about me, even though the bride, it's it's my dream day and everything, but this is, at the end of the day, an important party about our union. And so I want it to reflect me and him as much as possible. We're going to look forward to hearing more about you and Jonathan as you all prepare to walk down the aisle. What's that? Less than two months? November 4th? Less than two months. November 4th. It is slowly but surely approaching. All right. Shafan, you shared a great quiz that helps determine personal bridal style with Lanita and with me. The quiz, which was created by EssenceDesigns.com, will be up in this episode's show notes and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher via the search Full Body Frequency. Based on the quiz, Shafan, tell us what rang true for your wedding and your planning around it. I think for me, if I had like a chic and elegant which was my category to the T because it was very clean lines. The colors, I had plum and pink, and it was very much kind of that chic and elegant feel, which matched when I took the questionnaire. So I was like, oh, yay, that was perfect. It matched exactly with what I had. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm a modern minimalist bride with a side of sexy glam thrown in. So basically, Solange Knowles is my spirit animal and bridal guru. (laughs) And Lanita, the last time we spoke, you took the quiz and you were our dream princess bride-to-be. Two months before your wedding, do you still see yourself as a princess bride? I would say if that's a sexy princess bride, probably. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very glam with my bridal style, I found out. The one thing that I can tell you is 
It doesn't matter how much you look through the magazines, you look at the Instagram, you look at the blog. When you walk in that store, those dresses, the magazines, the print, it does not prepare you for how gorgeous those dresses are, and it does not prepare you for what the dress is going to look like on you. Mm. Mm. So has the dress influenced the vision, your wedding vision? You know what? The dress was very influenced by my wedding vision. Okay. Um, I'm doing a 1920s Great Gatsby glam wedding. I thought that I was going to want maybe a more traditional bridal gown, but as soon as I put on that sparkly trumpet, that was it. That Mm -hmm. was Gatsby. That was the one. Mm -hmm. All right. So now... You have your blog, One Curvy Bride, and you have a really touching blog entitled The Big 2-0. How does what you felt or what you experienced in The Big 2-0 or as The Big 2-0, how did that play out when you were deciding on or choosing or trying on wedding gowns? Well, what my blog post, The Big 2-0, was about was about the fact that I had reached a size 20, and I had actually reached a size 20 after my engagement. For me, it was sort of taxing because that was the biggest I have ever been. And I think that when I originally went in and where my mind originally was, was I'm in this bigger body for myself now, and I kind of want to hide inside of it until I lose some of this weight or until... I get back to what I consider myself normal. And the one thing that I realized when I did begin putting on dresses and I did begin looking at my body in these different styles was I have to be accepting of myself, whether I'm a 20, a 22, or a size 2. This is my day, Mm -hmm. and a number on the tag is not going to stop me from looking how I want to look in the dress that I want to wear. All right. Amen. Preach, girl. Preach. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think that just in the bridal industry in general, whether it's plus size or straight size, sweating for the wedding is a really big market. And I think especially mm-hmm. navigating the bridal market as a plus size bride, it's really hard to tip on that line. It's like I want to be true to myself, but I want to look my best. And where does that line get drawn? Where was the that line drawn good. for you? Um, the line was drawn wherever the scale ended up being at. Like I spoke to in my post, I decided I wasn't going to go extreme. I'm just going to be healthier. I knew that I got to a size 20 because I was not being healthy. I was not taking care of myself. And what was most important rather than whatever the number was or no matter what the scale said was how I felt. And mm-hmm. so my whole point was, you know what, I'm going to focus on how I feel. Because no matter if I'm a 20 or a 2, if I feel great, that's what's going to be reflected on that day, and that's what's going to be reflected in those images. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it had to get to a point where I had to be okay with me and know that I felt my best more than I looked my best. Because if I feel my best, that's how I'm going to look my best. What shifted? What changed for you to make you feel your best? And then look your best. Um, What is surprising is all the glam that was coming through on Instagram. I literally one day decided, you know what, let me look up these different plus size bride tags. Let me look up hashtag plus size bride. Let me look up hashtag pretty pair bride. Let me look up hashtag curvy bride. 
and seeing all these women who were plus size and they were pear-shaped and they were apple-shaped and they were hourglass-shaped. And each and every one of them were working their dress with their husbands (laughs) in their Mm -hmm. pictures because let's keep in mind at the end of the day I was able to see all these plus size women getting married it really shifted my attitude about that that and the support from my fiance really just helped me feel better about the way that I was going to look and also my bridal consultant at salon that I went to that's what it's about though that is just seeing it and that's kind of that the affirmation that I don't have to be that all of them look gorgeous Yes, each and every one of them in pink dresses, purple dresses, big dresses, small dresses, bohemian brides, glamour brides, Mm -hmm. all of them beautiful in all their curvy glory. So, you know what, I'm going to throw a slight little monkey wrench in here because I know you both are plus size and petite. So which means you're about five foot four under height and Mm -hmm. as beautiful as you will be on your wedding day. Are the fit and style guidelines different for plus-size petite brides? What was that like for you? What I will say is I personally didn't feel swallowed. I did try on a big gown. I did Mm -hmm. not feel swallowed or enveloped by it, but I also knew that once I put it on, it just was not me. If you go to any reputable bridal salon, they're going to have amazing alterations department. And even yep, with the biggest of gowns or the smallest mm-hmm, of gowns, mm-hmm. you can alter a silhouette to work for your look. Like I might not do a big hoop circle skirt. I might just do a smaller crinoline if I'm going to do a princess gown for my height. But I didn't find my height to be a problem or even to come into conversation when I was trying on my dresses. That's great. So basically, the same body shape and ready-to-wear apparel rules apply to wedding gowns. Because it's all going to be about alterations to make you look your best and feel your best in whatever you wear. Exactly. Yeah, that's key. Alterations are key. Like, I tell people off the bat, don't go into a salon thinking that I'm going to be able to buy something off the rack. Because it's going to have to be taken in here, maybe let out there, added something here to fit your body shape. So yeah, I always tell people budget and alterations for sure. And again, if some of this makes sense to you or none of it does, don't worry. Today's show is just the first in our inaugural series about dating, relationships, love, and everything bridal. Shafan Myers of Pretty Pair Bride and Lanita Pearson of One Curvy Bride, thank you for being on Full Body Frequency, and I look forward to having you both back next month. And before you go, how can plus size and curvy brides-to-be or those who love us subscribe to One Curvy Bride and Pretty Pair Bride? Well, they can find us online at prettypairbride.com. Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, all those things were there, too, so they can find us there as well. Facebook, all of it. And Lenita? And the same for One Curvy Bride. You can find me at OneCurvyBride.com, um, Instagram at One Curvy Bride, Snapchat, Facebook, One Curvy Bride. And we did just introduce T-shirts because I cannot find bridal T-shirts at all. So you can always go to One Curvy Bride and click on the Shop tab. That's fun and exciting. Be sure to tag any pictures that you have online. Hashtag One Curvy Bride. The light in our pre-war apartment looked completely different post-war. 
I was going to get these to you. I didn't want it to be a total loss. It wasn't logic. It was love. Why did we ever decide to get married? I guess we were afraid it would mean something if we didn't. Hmm. I'm sorry to have done that to you. I'm sorry to have done that to you. You know the funny part? Is there a funny part? We were perfectly happy before we decided to live happily ever after. Guess the joke's on us. It's a good closet. Thanks. It's comfortable. Is this what you had in mind when you installed the carpet? I'd like to think I was that smooth. Mm. We better get up before the new owners bust in on us. John James Preston in a labelless dress. I do. And by the power vested in me by the state of New York, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride.
After this final break, Full Body Frequency returns with this week's Plus One. Stay tuned. Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. Today, my new son and I threw a barbecue. There were burgers and chicken. I burnt everything. The burgers, the chicken, the salad. Ah! They were delicious. They were awful. And then, and then we had watermelon. <laughs> I'm allergic to watermelon. And then we played catch. I broke Mr. Lewis's window. Mrs. Wakeham's window. Mrs. Wakeham's windshield. And then, somehow, my hand. My hand! <laughs> and then my dad even let me drive his car. The hospital's on the right! It was a rough day. It was a great day. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Full Body Frequency. This week's Plus One is by Late Advice columnist Ann Landers. Love is friendship that has caught fire. It is quiet understanding, mutual confidence, sharing, and forgiving. It is loyalty through good and bad times. It settles for less than perfection and makes allowances for human weaknesses. Until next time, tune into your own full body frequency where large is luscious living. Thank you. 
Get ready. 